Hello everybody, welcome back to Matrix Breakers. We're going to cover all of the kind of upcoming news around the vaccine mandates and the Southwest Airlines debacle um, and what that truly means, I think, for the country and uh, the red pill, I guess, everybody just took over the weekend, uh, Columbus Day and all of that. So I'm going to cover a couple things that has been on my heart and uh, also make sure that you guys know the reality of what's really going on when it comes to these vaccine mandates and what's important about them. So I'm actually gonna be going live on Instagram as well. Uh, so if I do end up getting some comments or commentary or questions on the Instagram live, I'll end up taking those as well. So I'm gonna go live now and introduce the live video. So if you're wondering why Southwest Airlines and all these flights are canceled and the whole vaccine mandate thing um, is important right now or is relevant, uh, then you're definitely going to want to tune into this podcast, which by the way, will be uploaded onto Apple and Spotify. So if you're watching here right now, you can just go on over there, catch the latest episode. Uh, so, cause I'm going to upload this audio file there. Um, look, so the most important thing in my opinion, when it comes to this, this vaccine mandate is that, you know, they implemented it and it's not yet the deadline to start the vaccine mandate. So a lot of these pilots and, and, and engineers and other workers who end up making the uh, airlines go, so the entire entity of the airlines, that includes a lot of workers, not just pilots, they're taking their PTO, you know, paid time off starting now um, because they don't get that, you know, once they're fired, quote unquote, whenever they don't get the vaccine, because that is the ultimatum that is provided. Now you're seeing on news, some of the news is covering it, saying that it's bad weather and it's somehow it's only Southwest Airlines is having problems. And then other commentary around, oh, well, Southwest is just a shitty airline and that's why they're having problems or something. It's just completely not true. Uh, it's, it's clear that this is because of the vaccine mandate and all these people are being smart about it and they're taking their PTO. And it was the Southwest Airlines Union, so it's this workers union that represents a lot of pilots, including Southwest Airlines, that is suing Southwest Airlines over this vaccine mandate, right? Even though it's an executive order from the president, uh, it literally doesn't matter. It's illegal. The whole thing is illegal. And um, according to even their own verbiage on it, um, they said this in the, in the lawsuit. The new vaccine mandate unlawfully imposes new conditions of employment and the new policy threatens termination of any pilot not fully vaccinated by December 8th, 2021. So all these people are really taking that, that paid time off, but it's all by design uh, because they're making that commitment now, whereas otherwise they wouldn't be able to do that, um, you know, come like later November. And so, you know, I think that uh, what's very clear is because medical information isn't released to certain companies uh, prior to uh, making policy decisions like this, where it involves medical information, it's interesting to see how the day comes when you're, or the deadline comes when you are going to get your paid time off, or you're going to end up, some of these pilots, some of these workers knowing they're going to be fired on December 8th, right? they decide to all end up not coming into work, which literally shut down the entire airline, right? I think that the airline, the boardroom people were actually convinced that the 
overwhelming majority of their employees have already been vaccinated. And that the mandate was only going to, you know, encourage, I would say force, right? Encourage those couple employees who just haven't gotten the shot yet to go ahead and get it so they can be employed with the wonderful Southwest Airlines. That's what the board, think about how stupid that is. That's what the boardroom actually believed. They actually believed that there were maybe, I don't know, maybe out of the thousands of employees that they have, they probably believed that maybe a couple hundred weren't vaccinated because they convinced themselves with the help of the government propaganda and the media propaganda that somehow, oh, yeah, we're, we're at 70% vaccine, vaccine, or vaccine status, right? Or that we're really like that, that that, that kind of um, ratio applies to the entire employment of Southwest Airlines. So I just want you to understand that seriously, in the boardrooms, they thought that this would either encourage everyone to get vaccinated or we would, oh, we're only going to fire a couple anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorist fuckers that are going to just leave the company now because we don't want them anyway. So it's a form of discrimination. They thought there would be maybe a couple, maybe a few, maybe a hundred, maybe a hundred employees. And they looked at each other in the eyes at the boardroom in Southwest Airlines and decided this is what's right. You know, if they want to just not get the vaccine, then they're going to, we're going to go ahead and fire them. So here they are on their high horse thinking that the majority of their pilots, the majority of their employees are already vaccinated, right? Only to wake up two days ago and realize that actually what it looks like is half of the employees that work for Southwest Airlines, particularly the pilots, I will say more or less probably the pilots because no offense, but they're a little smarter than uh, than than your typical person who's just going to go get vaccinated because they think that's what's, you know, media told them to do so, right? Pilots are a little more trained than that, you know, and they know a little bit, a thing or two about, uh, about uh, you know, uh, not just medical freedom, but, you know, their own health and how their health actually inhibits uh, how they operate a fucking plane, right? So you have a lot that goes into a pilot, like a pilot's life, right? And not only that, but you have a theme, an overall theme of veterans, uh, pilots who are actually in the Air Force, a lot of pilots who come from the Air Force, they were trained by our government in the Air Force, they are the ones who fly your Southwest Airlines planes. So it's a lot of veterans. So it's a lot of military who are already out of the military. They don't need to be forced to be vaccinated. So they're like, hey, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna get the vaccine now for like a Southwest Airlines job. Like I'll I'll just be a pilot somewhere else. Like it's no problem. And by the way, there's already a pilot shortage. So it explains in this article I was reading, there was already a pilot shortage. Like there's already a labor shortage happening. And so it's just funny how they wake up, you know, today or yesterday or however you want to look at it. And they basically saw that, holy shit, we just lost half of our employees because they're not vaccinated. That's literally what they had to go through in their head. And uh, that's a massive red pill. Even for the corporatists, you know, who are sit there on Wall Street, super in their high rises. Well, they're in Dallas, Texas, Southwest Airlines is. So they're in their high rises in, in Dallas, Texas, and they're looking down on all their employees. And they're just like, well, we already know that it's only a few people we're going to have to fire because it's only a few people that haven't gotten vaccinated. Those are just the scum of the earth type of individuals. And it's like, no, dude, actually, a lot of veterans 
And a lot of people who fucking fly your aircraft are maybe thinking twice about getting the vaccine because it might inhibit their ability to fucking fly a massive 747, you know? And so until they started to realize that, that, that literally had to happen in this massive shakeup where it has disturbed literally the mass consciousness of this country because you have people who are vaccinated and blue-pilled and, and they love the system, they're sitting at the airport wondering why their plane isn't taking off and they're told that the weather, they're looking at the, the CNN news that has a, uh, has a contract, CNN has a contract with all the airports in the United States where they have their, only their news station is allowed at the airport, by the way. Unless you have some local news. So there's local news and then there's CNN. That's all there is at airports. So you're looking at CNN and CNN saying grounded flights because of weather to really extreme weather. Whether well, they're going to go with the global warming thing on that. And then it's kind of like you're looking there and you're just a blue pilled guy who vaccinated twice and he's got their third Pfizer. And you're looking at the TV screen at the airport wondering, well, wait a second. It looks really nice outside. And I see Delta Airlines is running fine. And, you know, I see that... Um, United is running fine. Why, why is my flight canceled? And then you have to get on Facebook. Imagine that blue-pilled human being. They're on Facebook scrolling, and they're like, oh my god, it's that anti-vaxxer uncle of mine that's posting about this real lawsuit that the Southwest Airlines Union is doing now, suing okay, Southwest Airlines, the corporation, because of the vaccine mandate. And now you have to hear from your uncle Ted, who you fucking hate, who you think is an anti-vaxxer fucker. He's telling you what's really going on. Do you get how much of a red pill that is when you're sitting at the airport at, at, at a complete loss of, of consciousness of, as to what the fuck is going on and why you're, in many cases, still there? Some people are still there waiting for Southwest, but believing that somehow Southwest is going to Get them to fly out, right? I mean, eventually, I'm sure some of the pilots might come into work, and I'm sure that this thing will be reversed. But it's just funny how some of these people who are blue-pilled are probably getting a fat red pill right now sitting in the airport being like, why is it – I thought – see, because they actually believed that a lot of smart pilots would be vaccinated, of course, to save the – stop the spread, So you know, which is all bullshit anyway. But the point is, is it's a very big red pill. So that's the important element – I think, to this whole Southwest Airlines sort of operation, you know, um, and something that people need to take a look at is that corporatists on Wall Street and in, like I said, places in Dallas, Texas, actually believed that the majority of their employees decided to get vaccinated. And the more and more mandates that become relevant now and go creeping into the, to the uh, healthcare field and the engineering field and the office desk job field and all these other industries, the more and more we're going to learn the truth of the vaccine status of the entire country. Are people all vaccinated? You know, well, is, is getting your third booster shot, is that now a complete vaccination or is it your first booster or is it your first shot only? And so that's the thing that I think people are waking up to. Okay. That's the big, big, big news. And that's kind of why I wanted to break that down to you guys, because, you know, we're seeing something like this happening. Um, and then in Texas, you know, you have the governor there who's like just trying to, to win his reelection because a lot of other conservative Republicans are running against him right now. And they're basically way more freedom minded, way stronger on the border. They have way better, uh, uh, uh sort of a political IQ in my opinion than the governor Greg Abbott of Texas. 
and you have somebody like him saying, oh, well, you can't put in the vaccine mandate. And then Southwest Airlines, so they're out of Texas, right? They're out of Dallas. So, of course, that was directed right at Southwest Airlines. Like, he, like the governor of Texas just happened to sign that executive order yesterday because he knew he had to reverse this decision with Southwest so that they could, you know, wake the fuck up and not, you know, uh, obviously make, make basically make it illegal or a crime to force a medical procedure onto your employees, right? And then Southwest Airlines basically comes out and says this, okay? This is what they said. According to the president's executive order, federal action supersedes any state mandate or law, and we would be expected to comply with the president's order to remain compliant as a federal contractor. Again, the the presupposition here is that the president's executive order, Biden, whatever that is, his somehow supersedes but really, when you look at the president's executive order to force a medical procedure on employees, it, what is the legality of that in the first place? There is none. So for this person, this is the CEO speaking on behalf of, of all of uh, Southwest Airlines, they went ahead and said, no, we're going to keep the mandate. So are we lo- literally looking at the complete collapse of Southwest Airlines? And guess what? This is the other very important element to this. A lot of socialist sort of statist fascist thinking people there, by the way, they are fascist. By the way, just so you know, like just so you understand the way political spectrums actually work, this is something that is not communicated clearly. I'm going to clarify for you. The way the political spectrum works is on one side, you have anarchy. You have no government at all. No government intervention, no framework of government, nothing, right? And guess what? There's a lot of genuine ass people who believe that that is an amazing way to live life, amazing way to design society is just to have anarchy, meaning like it's kind of like collectively designed in a sense that people are individualists and they can completely make up their own life, right? And then on the other side of the political spectrum, you have pure dictatorship, authoritarianism, totalitarianism, right? That is, totalitarianism is complete state control over every element of life. Then right there, you have communism right there next to that, like almost the, the exact same thing. You have you have hierarchies, monarchies are that level of tyranny, right? Um, and then different monarchies are different, right? Because there's delegations and different issues throughout history. But the point is the monarchy would be over on that side. Socialism is around that side because it's state control over certain industries. I would say most important industries. That's what socialism wants to do. So then on this side, you have more of the conservative. Then you've got libertarian. Libertarian is very close to anarchy because it's like very much like against that. So that's the real political spectrum, okay? Just so you understand that. So yes, authoritarian mindset or statist, fascist, socialist mindset is, well, we have to take control over these corporations because these corporations are corrupt, which is yes, okay, they're corporatists, right? And to even think that somehow government politicians are going to be less corrupt and if they take over certain industries is literally hysterically just way off, right? You, you can't even, why? Because they say, socialists will always respond with the classic, well, you can vote these people in or out. Can you? I mean, dude, we have rigged elections. And in socialist countries, funny enough, they don't have elections anymore. They have completely rigged elections. 
So it's just a hilarious joke to think that government politicians will be better than these corporatists, okay? And so well, I think our enemy is with both of them. We, we should have issues with both of these entities, corporate corporations and political bureaucrats. We should have we should have equal skepticism of both. Equal, okay? So what's hilarious is to actually think, to have a socialist mindset of like, well, we just need to control the airline industry and we need to implement these policies, the vaccine, for example, because we need to help the collective. Again, having presuppositions, meaning like you have to believe that the vaccine works. You have to believe that the vaccine is legitimately not allowing the spread of COVID and that the vaccine is safe and it has no medical side effects whatsoever, that would be your only presupposition to even believe that it would be in the realm of okay to implement some kind of forced mandate on a particular corporation or an entire fucking industry. You just can't do that. So I'm just, I'm sitting here waiting for the statists and the fascists and the socialists who are all in the same camp to admit how fucking dumb this idea is this is just another example of why it is a fucking blessing that we even have other airlines. Like if there was just state control over all airlines and they implemented what they thought was best for blah, blah, blah. First of all, there'd be no innovation, right? Because comp competition breeds innovation. You just don't get that with government anything. So, but the point is, is if the government were going to force this, guess what? The pilots would do the same thing. They would quit being a pilot. They would do something else they, because they don't want the health defects. They don't want to take the fucking vaccine, period. doesn't matter what you do. So what would happen then? Do you understand that it's already pretty bad, but this would completely collapse the, the airline industry, the entire, the concept of flying in an airplane as a traveler would be completely gone because of one stupid government mandate. Think about that for a second. So I'm just frankly having a real problem with statists, fascists who don't understand that the government is not something that you should trust fully and full-heartedly, okay? So this is yet another great example of that. Um, yeah, and uh, look, <laughs> if you're on my Instagram and you're and you're involved in the podcast and stuff, uh, or you are just involved in the podcast, I've been I've been doing like history questions of the day, just shifting gears a little bit, and uh, just people really, you know, we we have to acknowledge history more. Um, we have to realize that the world that we live in is is very a dynamic, uh, different. Uh, it's very multicultural, obviously. Um, but even history itself is is uh, it's multifaceted. There's so many elements to history that we don't really understand. Or like we, I, I, I got to like listen to Columbus Day, Indigenous Day, you know, posts and stuff, and it's just kind of like. Okay, like, yeah, you literally can go, you know, 400 years in the past and look at the way society was at that time and then point to a particular individual and say how horrible of a person that person was. But in reality, you have no context because most people don't even know history at all. They just want to point to one thing or another and, you know, just following propaganda, there's no uh, element to understanding what the world was actually like. So it's like, of course, 
Columbus came, he was trying to find India. He wasn't trying to go conquer new land. He wasn't some conqueror, you know? He was this guy who was just on on a fringe, on edge about trying to find the 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 west the westward way to the Indies and to the Spice Islands. That was why his trip was so expensive and it was so it was so well funded because you know, there was an idea that the Spice Islands are right there. He wasn't there to go do that. So it's like then he gets there and then look, I mean, uh, you think the Aztecs and then um, the Mayans before that, but the Aztecs in particular were like a peace-loving, like Native American. No, like the guy lands there. He's yeah, he's from Europe. Yeah, he's got all these you know military men, but he's also got a lot of trade posts, and they're there to do business. They're there to do business. But remember, that was during a time when Europe was very ferociously at war with one another. I mean, the Portuguese hated the Spanish, the Spanish hated the British, the British hated the French, and 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 and, and the Dutch hated the British. I mean, it was just a war. So you had soldiers not to go conquer these Native Americans over there. No, they just landed there. It was like, holy fuck, where are we? And then they had to just do what, what they had to do. I mean, this is reality. This is This is history. This is like to sit there and just think that like, you know, he was this horrible, awful person with horrible intentions. Like, no, he shows up. There's an Aztec, there's this Native American culture that is literally having, they have pyramids where they sacrifice children and they think that tears of children bring about rain to, to rain on their crops. I mean, hello, come on now. I mean, look, I, I love Indians and I love Indian. There's, there, there's love for everybody here. But at the end of the day, people are bad, dude. Do we, there was a, history is full of crazy fucking shit. I mean, slitting a child's throat and cutting their head off in front of an entire ceremony, I would say is a pretty violent fucking culture. So to sit here and think that like there's violence on violence happening and just thinking of like one person to blame is just so naive. The naivete in the thought process of that is just so beyond me that it's like, wow, like people are so sensitive today. They cannot even read fucking history without a tear fallen off. And I mean, I, I've cried reading history too. Don't get me wrong. I have sentiments of like a lot of shit that has happened. And you think of just the sacrifice and the, and the crazy stuff people have done. But look, I'm not going to sit here and villainize somebody who literally founded a new world, who literally through his own sort of like crazy ass ideas, he was funded to come here. And it was, it was super fucking daring. And it was super like... He was a hero at the time, you know? I mean, it's like, and but guess what? Everyone was fucking violent. Yeah, the Aztecs are slitting children's throats and they were invaded by essentially Spain later. So it's like, okay, sure, that's 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 happening. But dude, the Portuguese were like basically attacking a lot of other islands in the Indies. These were like not more civilized or anything, but I'm just saying like they were, you know, they they had Asian you know partners and other partners they had they've been around they're cultures that are a little older and have have seen the first world in that time period and it's kind of like they were still killing and pillaging over there all over in ba the Banda Islands modern day Philippines for example modern day Thailand for example modern day Japan even uh, the islands of Japan uh, the island of New Zealand. The island of Madagascar was completely under Portuguese control. How do you think the natives were treated over there? I mean, it's just the, the finger pointing and the, and the total discrepancy and, and, and out of alignment and, and out of context uh, commentary I see over history is just so degrading. It's, it's so – it's pitiful. Anyway, 
We all need to learn more about history, and that's why I'm actually doing this history question of the day thing. And, and you know, I'm able to sort of connect with people in that world and, and, and try to bring people to reality when it comes to certain things and certain elements. And we have to acknowledge history, man. We have to acknowledge the violence, the triumphs, the evil, the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, you got to acknowledge all of it because that's our world and quit bitching about how the world used to be. It's just disgusting. You know, I just so people are so caught up. Nobody who's actually into personal growth or personal development or high achievement would ever consciously say you should live in your past and and try to apologize for everything that you've ever done and live in an apologetic pond of succulent loserville. That that's that's what happens when you do stuff like that is you stay stuck in regret. And you, you may have done bad things. You may have gone to prison. I know people who've been to prison and they're now out of prison and they are a completely changed human being. I'm not going to fucking continue to find a day out of the year to vilify that fucker and tell him or her how horrible of a person that they've been in the past. I'm not going to do that because I have a pro-humanity approach. I'm going to believe in that person's ability to conquer their demons of their past and to move forward and create a better life, not just for themselves individually, but also for the world and for those around them. That's what I'm about. And I think that, you know, if anybody who says that they're into personal development, goal setting and high achievement wants to sit there and bitch about Columbus because he was so fucking evil, like this just so like, it's just, just it doesn't resonate, man. It's, it's so out of context. Like that's why people need to start being more careful about the stuff they're posting about. Because a lot of people are just really not aware and they're not connected. So stop blasting shit. And then you end up in debates that you don't even know the answers to. And then you have two like people who are like they don't know the subject matter, but yet they're arguing over it. And it's like they're losing – you're losing friendships and you're losing the, de- the, 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 the beauty of intimacy and deep connection and relatability when you start debating over fucking shit you don't even know about. Have you even read a book about Christopher Columbus? I mean, I have, you know, like, do you even know like what happened? So it's just kind of like, can people stop speaking about issues they do not know a lot about and coming up with these absolutist conclusive fucking statements? Isn't that absurd that people could just know nothing or very little about something because they saw some Instagram post and they swiped through a couple of the commentary over some tweets or some shit? Like that is hilarious to me that people think that that's, that's history. Like as if somebody's tweets explaining maybe even, maybe even partial truths that are inside there, like as if that's the whole fucking story. Like, you know, it's just like, no dude. And, and, and not only that, but this brings me to the other topic of false accusations. Like people are falsely accusing everyone of bullshit and false accusations should not go without being, um, properly apologize for you know i'm not going to sit here and accuse somebody of some shit and not know the details maybe i have my perspective on it maybe i have a witness testimony maybe i have a written testimony but i'm not going to sit here and publicly shame or blame or criticize somebody for for doing something when we don't know why the fuck somebody actually did it we don't know their life we don't know their decision making process and until you hear because guess what in court in court both sides get a say and you may be the prosecutor and you may have an idea to prosecute somebody. You may have some good, ev- good evidence to prosecute with. But guess what? That defendant who you're prosecuting, he gets his say. 
He gets his witness testimony. He gets his evidence brought forward in court. And the jury gets to decide the verdict. Not the other way around. You don't just get to prosecute people. So everyone just wants to be judge, jury, and executioner in their life. And everyone needs to quit doing that. Because you're losing friends. You're, you're, you're losing the opportunity for connection. And I, I don't consider myself very divisive, personally. I consider myself well thought. I consider myself, you know, careful, you know, mindful of the things I decide to share, things I decide to post. I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, then you're somebody who probably knows me more intimately. And nobody's listening to my podcast who would really fundamentally disagree with me. They're not listening 20 minutes in. You know what I mean? They're not going to listen to a 30-minute podcast. They're, they're, so that's why I'm able to share personally how I really feel. And then when it comes to Instagram, for example, I mean, I can share how I really feel. Um, and people will acknowledge it. They can either pop in, pop in, pop out, right? So anyway, just wanted to share that. That's definitely been on my heart. There's obviously a lot going on. Personally, I've been out of the news. Uh, I've been more, actually, I've been into more books right now. I've been, I've been listening to a lot of books. And uh, I'm definitely I'm definitely in some new new territory because I'm learning a lot about history. Uh, and I really love that. So I've been out of the news a bit. That's why I'm not covering a lot of news. But when this Southwest Airlines thing hit, I just had to bring about my perspective to you guys because you know I try to really frame it in a way that everyone can understand and to share things, maybe maybe an angle that perhaps people aren't looking at or perhaps a purpose that uh, people haven't really seen. You know, it's not just about defiance and defying the vaccine mandate. No, the most hilarious part about this entire thing has definitely been the faces that are in the boardroom right now in Dallas, Texas of the Southwest Airlines, like watching as they're literally like, don't know what to do with themselves because they couldn't believe that probably half, if not the majority of their pilots are not even vaccinated. Like, can you actually, that's hilarious to me. And that's the red pill that the corporatists needed. And I bet your ass that a United Airlines boardroom and uh, and Delta Airlines boardrooms, they're sitting there like, fuck that. We are not going to be doing some mistake like that, right? And so that's kind of what we're seeing. And I think that's a good thing. That's a really, really good thing. And again, a reminder how thankful I am to live in a capitalist country where there are multiple airlines to choose from and they can decide to do what they want to do. But at the end of the day, the market will respond. And to be completely honest with y'all, as Southwest Airlines just stood their ground right now and said they're not going to reverse it as of today, this might be the end of Southwest Airlines. You literally might be watching a complete collapse of an entire airline. And that's what happens when government tries to run anything because this was government intervention, 100%. And this is what you're witnessing is a perfect example of how socialism and communism and authoritarianism and fascism and statism ruin things. They ruin the markets. They ruin the marketplace of ideas, destroy it because what they think are good rules or what they think are good laws that they try to make up in their head with no accountability whatsoever, right? So anyway, that's all I wanted to share. I absolutely love that you guys join me today. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Peace.